versus the world productions getting our geek on 24 7 365 shut up baby i know it vtwproductions.com listen to casually hardcore sundays at 4 p.m eastern if it's geek it's fair game come and get your geek on www.vtwproductions.com all right it's cool as shit but the idea for australia what what Got you into that. Oh, it, it's purely based on that. I mean, we it's it's purely based on the survey. Survey is, is that the word they call that? When yeah. You ask people questions. Yeah. We put out a survey. <laughs> we put out a survey and asked you know exhibitors and attendees. You know, we listed a couple different places and we wanted to gauge interest in them. And uh, Australia was super popular with with everybody. So, and then when we went to Australia. Bob Australia, and we said, "Hey, uh, should we come here?" They were also super excited, so worked out great. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I, I would have figured it would have been you know, the demand would have been for a show right in the middle of Europe or something like yeah. that, but that's not where it was. You know, Asian. I'd love to go. I mean, it, eventually, yeah. the, the joke was always that it would be Pax Hawaii or something like that, <laughs> but just in, like just an excuse to to go to some place we hadn't gone, but. I'll take a vacation to Australia. I'm yeah. I'm very pleased with that. Yeah. Like uh, as is my wife Brenna. <coughs> she thinks that'll be a, a pretty good pack. So. Yeah. And then on top of that, you guys had uh, announced the the four day format mm -hmm. next year. Right. I mean, that's a lot of changes really quick. How do you think the, the exhibitors and the, the fans are going to react? Uh, well, the reaction to the four day uh, announcement when we talked about it, the the Q and A was really positive everyone was you know seemed very happy I mean the idea right is that um, you know more days means that hopefully more people can get into the show I mean that's what that's what Australia and that's what the four-day thing is all about the idea that we want to make sure that if you want to go to a PAX you can go to one um, and so we're just going to keep tweaking things until you know we can we can yeah. reach that goal <clears throat> the reality is that like you know we had that's that's part of part of the thing behind PAX Dev too, right? Where we 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 have you know you have to rent the entire facility, even though you only need the edge. But yeah, you have to rent the whole thing just to set it up. And then, but, but there was room for a convention in that space that we had that simply wasn't being put to work. And we still have I mean, on Monday and Tuesday. We I think we still have the convention center Monday at least. Mm -hmm. There's just no show going that day. We could just as easily leave all the things in there. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like from a from a mechanical perspective, it's not that bad. Doing Thursday, Sunday, or Friday? Friday to Monday. Friday, Monday. Friday, Monday. And we're only going to be selling uh, one day badges, so you won't be able to buy a four day badge, right? So the idea is that you know, if people only want to go for a couple days, that frees up other days. So, you know, right now the thing is we're afraid that people are buying three-day badges because they just want to get it quick and then maybe they don't go on Sunday, right? So now you buy the badges for the days that you want to go. Um, and we're really hoping that that is going to allow more people to get into the show. So if, you, if they want to buy a badge for each day, yeah. I would think so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a Robert question. Um, I would. If I was in charge of money and stuff, I would give it like a 10% discount. That's just for Prime right now. That's just for Prime. <coughs> East is a bigger East is a bigger building, and more people can. Yeah, I mean, more yeah. people can go there yeah. even as it stands. I mean, 
the four day is much more important for here where yeah. I mean you'll, you'll see that the show itself has expanded way beyond the center oh, yeah. it's you know what I mean like Paramount like the main theater is somewhere else and then there's panels and theaters like in multiple you know in multiple venues around the center um, and then that's at, at Boston that's not true like we actually have a full it's center everything. yeah exactly because well, yeah, I'm, I'm I've been to all three East this is my first prime so coming from Boston to here I was like Oh, you have to go two blocks that mm -hmm. way and three blocks that way, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very <laughs> different. But on the other hand, I mean, the trade-off is that the BCEC is essentially in a wasteland. You know, There's nothing and, around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? And so, but here, like, when you when you go out, like, you're in the middle of a town. Like there's there's advantages to that. It, it's like when we had the Heinz Center the first year. Yeah. I mean, that was that's, cool. That's the thing. Like the Heinz has all those hotels, so. But, but it didn't have enough. The Heinz wasn't big enough for us. Even that first year, it wasn't big enough. Yeah, that was it, 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 filled, it filled out fast, and it filled out to the extent. And also, the building, just, it isn't as, like, the way the traffic flows through it isn't as efficient. And on, frankly, we were worried about safety. Like, just straight up. Speaking of the duration of the PACs, I remember last year the question was asked whether you would expand PACs uh, longer last year, and you guys kind of said, well, it's already a five-day convention, and it's a big strand, you guys. So I guess what really changed the factor that you said, okay, we have to do six days now, you know, screw what our bodies say, we have to make it. Uh, Rob, Robert told us that we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I asked Robert today, I said, so, I mean, you know, now we're talking about three packs a year, one in a foreign country. I don't know how many of these I can do every year. And he, his, his response was, don't worry about it. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's not helpful. That, that, yeah, does not, not, that does not helpful information. No, it doesn't. Wasn't that the same mantra for uh, fail allers bachelor parties? Like, don't worry. Don't worry about it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just pick up the bow or the knife. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and do what comes naturally. <laughs> no, it's, it's horrifying. You had your hand up a super long time ago, though. Yeah, I was going to ask about uh, your talk about esports. Yeah. Finally, finally being able to understand it, yeah. But the, how much does the, it seems the evolving commentating get better and better? Is that a big piece of it for you, having a good sports commentator? Yeah, because the, the first couple games I was in there, it was um, Freak, who is, he does the, the champion spotlights, and so I'm already used to receiving information from this person about this stuff. And yeah, I mean, obviously, when, when it's a five-on-five five team fight, like, there's only so much data that the human mouth is able of communicating, right? But at the same time, this just is a lot of interesting tactical information, a lot of dialogue that surrounds that. But I think the main thing is that is that we have a space in our mind already for teams that compete. So when I watch a StarCraft match, like I, I don't, I don't, I'd like to watch it, and I know that they're doing something that I couldn't do, and I appreciate it. But I don't understand. I don't, you know, I don't appreciate watching it nearly as much as I do when there's five people controlling five champions on a map that never changes, right? I mean, that map is the, is the field. And they all have their positions, you know? Like, I, I, I can look at the guys in the top lane and be like, oh, I, I'm usually top lane. Like, I can identify with that, right? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, you, we have been, even if we don't follow sports, like traditional sport, we know what sports are. Yeah, and this, and for whatever reason, this type of gameplay, this MOBA gameplay, patterns onto that very easily. It makes a lot of sense. Like all these, all these sort of like, all this iconography that we know about sports, even if we're not sports enthusiasts, it, it maps perfectly.
back to the uh, the, the PACS <coughs> it's always been kind of talked about a PACS central. Is that ever going to be a thing? Do you guys want to do any more? Nothing's going to Australia. Uh, can you give me one fucking year? Just to, you know. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about a PAX Central. We've talked about a PAX South. I mean, um, we looked at PAX uh, UK. Like, we're always exploring other places for PAXs, and it was just Australia was the next one, you know. I would not be surprised if in another year we announce another PAX <laughs> because Robert is trying to kill us. So. <clears throat> Regarding PAX South, I know you guys weren't at RCX this year, but uh, a lot of the vibe of RCX was... People from... Penny Arcade went to. Yeah, we had a booth there, yeah. Brian... Yeah, yeah, we, we, we sent out people for support, but... Yeah, but I was talking to you about Robert down there, and he said, like, this felt like, you know, PAX back at the main bower is very small, very intimate kind of show. Yeah. And he, he kind of said that it's potential that in, in a year or so, RCX could grow to be, quote-unquote, the PAX of the South, just as being run by Rooster Team versus you guys. Mm -hmm. So would you be, would you guys be opposed if they said, that, here, we'll hold the connection to the South, you guys worry about the East and the West and Australia? Oh, like a, like a, like a strategy? <laughs> <laughs> like the trolls are coming in this direction? Convention right now. No, no, we're on two fronts. No, I mean, th let's see. So RTX just announced that they, sh they shifted their time of year, right? Yeah. Did you, did you see that? I, so I, the, I yeah. see RT panel, but I did hear the announcement they had shifted. It's uh, July, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're sort of scooching it around up toward San Diego, like the San Diego like Comic-Con Comic -Con convention, yeah. like sort of that summer convention time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's super interesting. I mean, we, don't have a, we don't have a specific, but they're good friends of ours, but we don't have a... Have, have <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't we don't have like any kind of agreement with them. Yeah, we didn't have like the Council of Elrond or some shit <laughs> where we you know it's like you know we we draw a line across America or something. This is like your half. <laughs> but also their show is their show is is not like PAX. Like their their show is is has a lot more of a uh, general internet pop culture uh, focus. You know what I mean? So it, even if it was the PAX of the South, it wouldn't be the PAX of the South. No, it, would, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a PAX, but like, you know, as a, as a quotation no, I, title. I, I, think, I think that it's a great show, and I think that there can be more than one great show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does adding uh, the PAX in Australia change the cadence of all the other uh, events? Uh, do you have an idea of what uh, time of year yeah, I mean, there's only, you know, a certain number of slots available in the year. Um, I don't, we're not announcing the, the time, like the actual dates yet. I would imagine that's going to come in the next couple months. But um, we're, actually know we're not shifting, yeah, we're not shifting uh, any of the other PAX dates around. It'll, it'll slot into the year, you know. Yeah, these, these, you know, these opposite ones sort of work right now. We'll, just, we'll, we'll find the, the places we can scooch one in elsewhere. And question regarding the Kickstarter. Um, yep. How do you feel about, there seems to be a lot of sort of like community backlash regarding you guys doing Kickstarter, even though when you would sort of mathematically, like it wasn't a huge, it wasn't hard for fans. Like if every attendee of PAC, both PAX East and PAX Prime, if everyone just gave $10 to you guys, of just the attendees, then you would hit the goal right there and, and beyond. Uh, and like if every reader you guys had, Chipped in $10, it would easily just boom, skyrocket to that $1.4 million. Oh, sure. Uh, but like, what do you think? <clears throat> what do you think cost would be very, you know, oh, screw them, I'm not giving them money. I don't oh, think they, uh, well, I mean, first thing, you know, it's very, 
you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and one of the things you learn eventually is that when it looks like there's a lot of backlash, it's usually like, you know, not as much as you think. It's very easy for things to look like a big deal on the internet. Twitter can catch on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I'm sure you know in your profession. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, there definitely were people who thought that, A, we were using Kickstarter in, a, in the wrong way, right? That, that we were uh, misusing it, which, I mean, to that I would say that, you know, Kickstarter liked the idea. <laughs> they, they approved it, and to them it was an interesting idea, right? They wanted to see if Kickstarter could be used that way. And so I would say that the people who are, you know, the best to talk about, about you know, what is Kickstarter would be Kickstarter. And they, they wanted to do it. Uh, as far as um, Jesus H. Christopher Christ. That was a true nightmare. That was real fear. It's okay. Are we all awake now? Guys, don't worry. It was for the Oh, I think the other argument was that we don't need the money or, or that, you know, asking for the money is improper in some way. I mean... Yeah, but if you forego all money, you do need the money. Yeah, I mean, I, and so we, we tried to explain that we are... Do you need it then? The idea would be that we are getting rid of a million dollars, right? So we need that to come in from somewhere else. And... Well, it's like I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to, you know, work through savings or whatever, but I'm not willing to make everybody who works for me work yeah. on magic money. You know, I think, I you think know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we're crazy people, but I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to make the people who who work for us and, and make all these things possible suffer because I got a great idea in the shower. Yeah, I think, I think for some people they still sort of think of Penny Arcade as Jerry and I, right? And so they say, uh, you know, they need $1.4 million where well, you divide that in half, that's like, you know, $700,000 for each of them. And, uh, Without the idea that you have to pay for anything. Yeah, you know, we've got 14 employees, we've got rent, like, these people have houses that they have to pay, like, we're a, a, a good-sized company, and yeah. uh, and if we get rid of advertising, that we have to get that money from somewhere else, and we thought, you know, would our readers be interested in, in an ad-free penny arcade, and it turns out that, you know, about half of them are, like, right. we made half the goal of a, of a completely ad-free penny arcade, so, you know, right now the entire front page is going to be ad-free next year, and we funded uh, a couple extra projects. Yeah, yeah, and a bunch of time is loosened up that we can pour into actual penny arcade stuff. Yeah. But, but for my part, like, this is, there's two things that we did not consider because we are not omniscient. So the first yeah. is that, yeah, not yet. There's technology, obviously. Um, the first is that um, some people, you know, people, it is like, okay, I'm not going to pay to the Kickstarter, but you know, there are people who have who come to PAX, or they purchase a shirt, or they buy a book, or you see what I mean? Yeah. Like they do support Penny Arcade, and I think the idea that they should pay directly when they pay for everything around it, and they support Penny Arcade in the way that they want, like that's not to be denigrated. You know what I mean? That's just another way of supporting Penny Arcade, right? So it isn't, it isn't like oh well, even if they didn't agree with the the specific mission of the Kickstarter or something like that, like. 
you know, they, they're supporting Peanut in the way they want to support it. They tell their friends about it, or they retweet comics or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? They have their own way of doing it. And so when we come out and say that this is the way you have to support Penny Arcade, I mean, I'm not surprised that some people resented that. We're just, you know, we're still figuring this stuff out. The second is that, it's something else and I forgot what it was. Some people, some people like the ads. Oh yeah, that was, that was a shocker. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 exactly. Like we've, you know, because we've run the site in a bunch of different ways, right? So if, there was a period of time where we did not have any ads. And so then we, when we add it, when we put the ads on the site full time, like that still, like, that still stings for us a little bit. Like we've, had, we've carried that around for like a decade, right? We're like, we're, you know, we are, because in, in a functional way, if you have advertising, you're selling your readers. And we wondered if there was another way to do that, like to not sell readers. <laughs> and, you know, and even right? with the result of the Kickstarter, you know, I'm, I'm, I still believe that going forward, you know, the advertising model just isn't going to last that long. I mean, right now, we're dependent on page views. You know, you, you have to come to the site, and we need you to click on the links, and we need you to come to the homepage, but people want to share comics on Tumblr. They want comics delivered via RSS. They want to post comics on their Facebook. This is not the web, this is not the act, this is not the internet that we started the Comic-Con. Yeah. This is a totally different internet. And so I think that, you know, going forward, there's going to have to be some, you know, compromise, some kind of uh, movement away from the, the ad model as it is right now, and this was just our first sort of stab at that what that might be. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep trying to figure it out. But we learned a lot. Yeah. People support the site in the way that they want. Um, and Kickstarter is, uh, when you do fundraising on Kickstarter, people very specifically want physical goods. You know, we, we thought of a year of comics as being a good offer. Um, but people want artifacts <coughs> when, they, when they come out, when they, when, they, when they put their money in that slot machine. They're, they're fine risking it. But they want a chance that a physical object is going to come out of the slot. Well, and a lot of people I don't think understand exactly. Even people who use Kickstarter don't understand how to how to use it, right? I mean, I got a lot of complaints uh, uh, from people who are saying, well, you know, a lot of your Kickstarter reward rewards are not uh, equal to the value that I'm donating, right? Like if I'm giving you two hundred dollars, I'm only getting a shirt or whatever. That's that's not fair. It's like well, if I gave you something that equaled the donation, I would not make any money, like. Yeah, it does. Like I'm not even good at math, and I can understand. Like I can understand how this works. Yeah. Even your like Kickstarter goals, that whole little you know, uh, list you had sure. at, at certain points, it's like now everyone gets these things. You have like you know all the previous comments, the whole archive. Yeah. Up, yeah. Dialogue free for everything. So I mean, you know, even if it seems like fun toys. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, 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 but again, you know, we're not done with it. Like I mean, I, I think that we learned a lot, and um, you know, we've got, as a stance, we've got a year of the site where there is, you know, a single ad on the comic page. And that's it. That's the editorial part of the site, completely clean of ads. There's, you know, there's opportunities on there to promote um, indie content and games that we like for free without any costs. Because right now, I mean, it, it, if an indie comes to us, like, those spaces have prices and we can cut them a deal, but I can use that place for, like, direct. Because back in the day, don't forget, you know, when it was completely reader-supported, we had ads, you just couldn't buy them. Yeah. I just put ads, I just made myself in Photoshop ads for games and put them up. Like, I am excited to get to something like that. Like, that turns my crank because that's incredibly valuable space that I could give somebody for free. Yeah, you know what I mean? And a, a product that you like, admire or support. Well, yeah, sure. and, and that's the way it works on our ad model now. 
where I try to advertise things that I actually like. But they have to be able to afford it. But they have to be able to afford it, right? I, I, that's dumb, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. Like I still have this, like I still have this, like anarchist bent, where I wanna, I wanna put that shit to work, and but I gotta, I gotta pay all these people. Yeah. I feel like there has to, there's, there's gonna be some middle ground. And we're gonna figure it out. We're not done figuring it out. Did you have to pitch the idea to mention your staff? Did you have to really pitch it to them saying we're going to try this? Oh, yeah. Uh, did we pitch it to you guys? Yeah, we did. That's right, we had the big meeting. Yeah, we got everybody we in the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had two big meetings. And we, they gave us the opportunity to speak our thoughts and we're saying no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that was a that was a crazy week. I mean, I don't I don't feel like it's improper to say that the the f first meeting was whether or not we should sell Penny Arcade. Yeah. And uh, maybe or, or, or maybe not be surprised to learn that that, that offer comes up a lot. Yeah. And uh, and this would have been a pretty good deal for everybody in the company, and uh, they all said absolutely not. Um, we were we yeah. we were educated. Oh no, I tried to sell it. <laughs> Fuck them, man. Don't, don't I was going to buy an island. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was pretty heartwarming. Uh, but then, yeah, but then the next big meeting was, all right, let's try this Kickstarter thing, and everybody everybody was on board. Would you do Kickstarter yet? Uh, not Kickstarter. I think, that, I think that Kickstarter, like Jerry said, people have an expectation of what they're going to get on Kickstarter, and... It doesn't quite fit for what we want to do. And what we want to give people isn't isn't a shirt, isn't a book. We want to give them a service. a service. We want to give them ad-free Penny Arcade, the comic and the RSS, comic strips without text so that you can edit them and post them however you like. Extra projects. Creative Commons license for all the strips. Like what we want to do isn't isn't physical, and I think that that's what people expect from Kickstarter. And and that's fine. That's absolutely yeah. Fine. But next time around. And Kickstarter also takes a huge percentage. That's so true. next time around, we'll do it another way. We're just reading about that. that because we're uh, huge fans of Shadowrun, and we, we put in money for both Kenny Arcade and Shadowrun, but we were trying to figure out how big of a percentage does this take because we really want you guys to get most of our money. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason we use Kickstarter for this first try was because people are familiar with it. Kickstarter is cool, too. I mean, I, I think that Kickstarter yeah. is really rad. Like, if you've seen my news post anytime in the last three months, you know I'm a big fan. But. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that it's it's impossible for us to do it on our own. You know, we we could set up the the website and probably do it. You know, better for for our own site next time. You mentioned you know you want to give people a service. Um, I think the services like Netflix, people pay eight dollars a month for unlimited movies to download. Yeah. They're not receiving anything physical. They're just getting a service. Netflix goes away. Well, they can. I mean, but understand, there's multiple models. Like if we want to maintain your metaphor. There's multiple thresholds of service, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I said, yeah, people can be paying, you know, maybe do a pancake subscription. It's a really horrible look. Yeah, I mean, the idea of a su subscription is scary to me. I, I don't want to put anything behind a paywall, you know, and, and I don't want to. I don't want people to have to remember to pay monthly for Penny Arcade. I would much rather it just be something where if enough people can can pay for it for the year, everybody gets it, right? Even if they haven't paid, and, and yeah. to us, yeah. that's vital. Yeah. It has that adding in the whole um, Kickstarter. So yeah, no matter who gave in, how much, or whatever, mm -hmm. if you gave one dollar, or even mm -hmm. people gave nothing, you still get all this. You still get the automatic. You still get the right. Uh, so yeah, but I think people 
someday picture of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the internet likes free. If you see the way that the gaming industry itself is, the internet yeah. likes free. Uh, I know it was brought up at either the Q&A or the Makeshift panel, I think it was the Q&A, but one of the long-time uh, past-goers had asked about prioritization right. of what's in there. And, and I'm tying it back to the Kickstarter because one of the goals or one of the backing uh, tiers that you could get right. was a five-year... Yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing. Pretty good deal, right? So <laughs> do you think that would be something that would be available in the future? Because I know a couple of other people that I knew uh, interested in that, but Am the Amazon payment model wasn't really something that they could do to just plug down. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like it's like Jerry said, there's a lot that I think we'll take from this concept to the next one. Um, PAX is definitely something that we can use. Um, I I would not be surprised if that comes back again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, especially given how fast the tickets sell out. Yeah. 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 Like maybe that was a complete surprise to us. <laughs> like we've been running PAX for a long time. That's that's never happened. Um, I mean, you had Halo Fest last year. Yeah, I know, right? And then, then lol. It's nuts. Yeah. <coughs> oh, no, you just have a blue shirt on. Yeah, no, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now that there's less ads on the site, I feel like that one ad left is going to be way more valuable. Is that the case? Are you targeting the same amount? Well, that's a Robert. I mean, I would, that sounds right. Yeah, right? I like I like where you're going with that. I would, I would guess that that is a more expensive ad. The scarcity thing, right? I imagine they'll sell that as like the filet mignon. But I, that's not my job, thank yeah. God. I sold ads very briefly in Pancake's history, and it was terrible. Yeah. I was really, really bad at it. Uh, four giant bombs, a recent acquisition. Um, yeah, CBS, right? But they were teamed up with, uh, like, Tested and Hot Vine. Mm -hmm. like they had a, like, $50 uh, subscription model. Yeah, yeah, that's that um, Whiskey Media thing, right? Right, right. Yeah. So they had, you know, a collection of sites of mm -hmm. Umbrella. Mm -hmm. Would you guys ever consider doing something like that? You mean like a, like a group of sites that had a, that had a subscription? But, but that subscription wasn't necessarily for site access. It was more for perks and stuff, right? Right. Like they had their podcast for you get access to the video podcast like that day as it's streaming. Um, you got like a t-shirt and mug and stuff. So yeah. I signed up and for the five sites I used, it was an incredible offer. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, Eric, Eric is a huge... Giant Bomb fan too. I think we could do something like that, you know, for web comics. Absolutely. I mean, we've got a lot of friends, and uh, you know, maybe it would be the sort of thing where you know there wouldn't be ads on Panera Kid, there wouldn't be ads on PVP, right? Maybe no ads on Chainsaw Suit. Like, um, we could we could probably make an umbrella like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty classy. That's a good idea. You guys have to fight now. No, no, sure. Oh, okay. All right, whatever you want to do. To uh, take a step back to the whole past design, do you think, like, I can say, at least from my friend's point of view, because like I said, I'm from the East Coast and they usually went to BlizzCon, do you think that's the reason why you guys just got slammed? And if if big conventions are going to cancel out, in you know, is there some type of way to counterbalance it? You know, like I said, BlizzCon is supposed to be in October, it's usually in October, and it's the big West Coast thing besides Prime, so it's usually kind of separated. Um, but with BlizzCon gone this year, you know, like I said, out of the 20 people that are here, more than half of them are BlizzCon goers, you know, they've never been to a pack. Sure. 
So I think what I'm trying to get at is when, what do these other conventions and expos, um, how do they affect you, especially when they cancel, they change things? I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I have absolutely no clue. Like your BlizzCon ticket is like 130 bucks, right? Yeah. But they, 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 they load you down with shit, though. Like you get hats and... Is that, not, is that not true? I don't the first year. It's gotten progressively less impressive. Yeah. Oh, okay. As the price has gone up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I imagine that, I mean, again, like I'm not, a, I'm not super, super pro at this kind of stuff. But my guess would be that that at a minimum, at a bare minimum, mm -hmm. if BlizzCon cancels, that adds $130 plus to someone's annual convention budget. Right. They go to PAX three times. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but what I'm saying is that, is that yeah, absolutely. It basically, it just, this, it just frees up a bunch of people's schedules. Mm -hmm. and it might even be the sort of thing where now they can afford to go to PAX and fly there. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, I suspect that at a bare minimum, that's what happens when those other shows cancel. Because you know how it is, like, so, so check this out. Like, so if you get super hungry and then you want to have pizza, and then you end up having something that is not pizza, but in your mind you're still thinking about pizza, and like only pizza will satisfy. Yeah. <laughs> this, this happens to me. Now, I suspect that if they cancel BlizzCon, and you can't go to BlizzCon, but you, you still really want to go to a convention. Like, you're not going to do something else with that money. So I, I imagine that, yeah, when that stuff shifts or evaporates, mm -hmm. people want to direct that money right back into, they want to do something like that, yeah. whatever it was. Um, and again, like, so that's, what, that's why the RTX thing, like, I'm overjoyed that, <laughs> uh, that, uh, that people loved RTX and they wanted to do it. Because maybe it will take some of the heat off of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, it has, a, it has a different vibe, but it's a vibe that a lot of people crave. They have tons and tons of guests that um, are essentially like people from the internet made flesh. Yeah. Like, that is super fascinating. So would you guys at least, like, not, not at least, but would you guys keep an eye out for something like this again? Or, or like, you know, if, if somebody's, if the company's hinting that, oh, well, we might be shortening our days or we might be canceling, would you guys try to... I imagine that Robert is always watching stuff Ever, like that. Yeah. Much like the Raven. <coughs> always watching. Ever watching. Ever watching. you guys in your wildest dreams when you started this ever think people would be openly debating your business affairs on the internet for days? I mean, that's... <laughs> like, there, there were arguments that echoed across the seas of the internet. Oh, yeah. That's what the internet is for. Uh, yeah, I mean... No, I did not expect that, but uh, it doesn't surprise me. And when, uh, you know, we had just hired um, Ben Kuchera, for the Panarcade report, and uh, when all this Kickstarter stuff was going on, it was everywhere, right? And he sent me a mail, and he said, "It's nice to work for the site that everyone is talking about." Like, you know, yeah, whatever they're talking about, they're talking about Penny Arcade, and that feels good. Like, I like going around and seeing that, you know, every blog is debating it. It means it's an interesting idea, right? Um, if we were doing boring shit, nobody would talk about it, and that would suck. Going back to the, taking some of the heat off of the idea, how much, I've seen you're doing lots more streaming of various panels, but do you have the sense of how much streaming is actually going out? Oh yeah, I mean, the D&D &D panel was the, 
was the highest viewed one. That was like 5,000 people watching the stream, but it averages about between 1,000 and 2,000. But how many individual panels are you actually wired? Oh, main theater. There's two theaters that can stream, right? Yeah. Main theater is it Naga? No. No, Pegasus. Pegasus streams. Expand that slightly to possibly sell a. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had, I fantasize this a digital pass. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. You host, host a party in your town and invite all your friends over and watch past. We could just wear cameras and live stream our. <laughs> 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 genius. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I fantasized about that exact thing. I mean, because. Oh, yeah. Get all your friends together. And it is, but we, I mean, we've had we've had trouble just with the existing bandwidth, yeah. trying to push this stuff out to Twitch. I mean, we, we, we've you know what I mean? Like that, that requires an infrastructure. Like like the desire is the first step, and we have the desire. And now we're in the sort of testing phase, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, if we could get if we could get a fiber drop or something that we could part, that we could partition out. I would feel very comfortable, but as it stands, I'll give you the inside scoop. We, we the uh, the main panel, like the Paramount Theater mainstream, is being streamed off of a Samsung Galaxy 4G because the existing bandwidth is not sufficient. Because we're all putting it to work, right? If this was if this was a, if this was a dentist's convention, all that bandwidth all that bandwidth would be free. But this is a convention where people use technology. A lot of this is what I mean. I've learned, have Koo talked to the bandwidth providers about sticking their name on stuff? And they will pull fresh oh, glass. Oh, sure. Let's <laughs> it in. We had AT&T come out and pull fresh glass for us because Ooh. we put their name on a big sign that 10,000 people saw. So yeah, if we had, yeah, I mean, if we had the throughput, you know, right? I mean, uh, that's part of it. So again, desire is the first I step. I sign up for one of those remote viewing effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. would get my money. But it's, it's really, it's about infrastructure. And then we're slowly, like I say, I mean, it's only been a couple of years now that we've been streaming. We're slowly building that out. Yeah. So. As a sort of related question, what about um, beefing up, I guess, for lack of a better word, after the fact video? Because uh, I'm sure I can speak for many people here that I go to one panel and enjoy it, but there's like five other panels mm -hmm. that sure. I really would have liked yeah. to have seen. And having access to either through a digital pass or even through our regular pass, an archive of all the videos of all the panels. That we've been, yeah, yeah, because we've done it before, because we used Twitch. Remember when you were doing, you were streaming the drawing? Yeah. You can set Twitch to store that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. No, it's not. It's not impossible at all. We, we, we liked Twitch just because it had it had better tools for us on our end, and the real time encoding was good. Right? That, that's the only reason we were using Twitch. And Twitch sends people out, right, to help. That's true. Yeah, we need we need help because again, desire is, is the is the first yeah. phase. But no, I mean that would be hot. That would be totally hot. Yeah. You know, for for a, for a period after the show. You can go and, and pick up all the other conventions and panels that you want. And then also, like what's happened right now is that, like I know that what was it was it was it at East, um, GTZ from Fat Ugly or Slutty actually brought a camera around, and she filmed <laughs> she filmed and uploaded panels too. So it was a guerrilla effort right, right. to capture that stuff too. And obviously, and, I, and, I, and obviously we don't we don't stop that at all. But it'd be really nice to have it pro. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so many of us that can do the drill effort. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. It would be, it would be yeah. a dream to have access to it. Absolutely, I, I, I suspect that if we were going to do that right, to really do that right, because video is not like our, that's not our thing, that's not the kind of company we are, I suspect we'd have to have a, a really, really solid partner. Yeah. yeah.
to do that, to do it, to do it right, to do it the way that we sure. feel like it should be done. To do everything. I think that we would have to find a partner to help us manage that part because that's way, way outside of our league. Well, and I think you underestimate the attraction of PACS because I think you're going to be getting more people because the BlizzCon people who did come here, we've done BlizzCon, and we stopped going to BlizzCon when we started coming to PAX. I, I really like PAX. I think it's a niche show. So I think that those people are not going to get a taste of this, and they're not yeah, going yeah. to want it. Yeah, don't, don't forget that we started PAX because we went to shows. Right. Yeah. Right. We went to shows that, that did not, that were not PAX. That were not PAX, <laughs> and we were disappointed in them. Yeah. yeah. We knew that they could be PAX, even though there was no PAX for yeah. them to be yet. <clears throat> Yeah, a question back here. Oh, I was oh. going to say, um, GC has a very similar idea with GC Vault. Yes. So, right, so if you're a press member, you can always access it. Sure. Right, stories. Mm -hmm. But they also have slides, you know, so you can easily reference those. Well, but, but that has a, but GDC has a lot more, like, explicit presentational type material. Whereas, um, here it's a lot more lectures and speeches and freewheeling stuff. I mean, not every person, it isn't as straight-laced and it's not necessarily based, it, it has a 50-50 education right. enter, you know, entertainment mission, right? And so they're not, they're not always going to have PowerPoint decks for people right. to grab. But, but you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, a good a lot, idea. there's a lot of ways to get this thing going. I remember last year a big topic of conversation was the fraud. The frog. Like yeah, yeah. The frogs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like on passes? Yeah. Okay. Have a sense of this year. Uh. Yeah. I. The only. I. I heard somebody saw one, and it was just like somebody had printed it out on typing paper and like written packs on it. Like. It was pretty bad. Like it's just not an issue anymore. I mean, I, I don't know if you you see the black lights and everything around the doors and. No, the new the new badge with the um, the hologram and then there's a, there's a special you might have seen it it's like an awesome UV pattern that's yeah. underneath it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those those things have made it much more difficult. And so if if Kristen is telling me that there haven't been any fake passes, then well, I feel comfortable. We have a counterfeit check outside too, yeah. um, because scalping around here is it's just yeah. actually yeah. so which it is in Boston, um, but yeah. it's not here. So we we don't encourage people to do it. But if you really want to get in and you're willing to take that risk and bypass, we would rather have a guy there that you can go up to who has it, you like, sure. can tell you for uh, sure if it's fake or not. Yeah. So we've had enforcers doing that. And nice. They said they've seen lots of scalping, yeah. but they've been able to assist and, and sure. that's a good, then you're secure knowing that you're actually buying <coughs> yeah. and What I saw was really funny was that, and what, a, what a PAX thing this is. So people are coming up and they're not going to the scalper they're talking to other attendees and asking if they can buy their pass. Yeah. 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 Right? There was a guy out in the past two days. One guy has, I need, you know, I need tickets. And his buddy's got like a freaking sack, like, you know, inch and a half thick, like 20, 30, you know. And he's standing there and it's like. That's scalping. Yeah. Exactly. But he's not going to that guy. That's so yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get tickets for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's an operation. I had one of them ask to buy my pass. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, oh, I've never seen that pass before. Yeah, he goes, special access, how much? And I was like, I, no. <laughs> I have to go in every day. Yeah. Send him to Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Ship him over there. We have a deal. I guess if he wants to do my panels, I mean. <laughs> That's a huge saving. Yeah. You, you could go to the exhibition. I could. <laughs> uh, anybody else? 
Um, another question from media people here, because of course the 3D pass was on sale, you know, way back when, and then the media pass was available, oh, yeah. you know, months later. Who here bought 3D passes as backups? Because I bought. Yeah. How, yeah. how much trouble did you have be selling them? Or, None. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't end up selling mine. I gave it to friends. I just gave mine to the info desk. I was like, I don't need this. Somebody lost their ticket. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I bought one from a friend to have one available for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. As a request, could that perhaps be reversed? Make the media pass available so we know how many extras we need? Sure. To that makes sense, yeah. 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 That was, that was, yeah, that was a concern on our whole part was just... Just fear. We knew how many yeah. people were bringing and so we tried to avoid just buying up. We didn't want to buy up a bunch of sure, yeah. passes to avoid taking that. Uh, that's that's good info. Yeah, I mean, are you Kristen? Are you typing this in, Kristen? No, I'm taking notes. Okay. <laughs> no, that's. No, that's a five per. Yeah. That's solid, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you exactly so you, you don't know how much to buy for overflow. Exactly. Yeah. So just you can put the medium ones up first so we know, okay, we've got our five, and then mm -hmm. we can buy three. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I mean, as well. I mean, I bought an extra four, and they went to my BlizzCon friends. <coughs> and luckily, they're local, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, I've got my media pass. Ever, you know, the staff's got their media pass. I've got four extras. What do you guys want to do? They're like, yeah, we'll go. We don't want to take it away from other That's people. super interesting. But I feel, I feel like there's a real dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up now. No, 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 I'm not fucking with you. I'm actually being, this, I'm actually being legit. Like, that, that is very good information. I wanted to like came out like my buying of extra passes because I had saw my Twitter feed that the passes were available. I ran service computer at work, yeah. and logged on, bought passes, and then three hours later they're all sold out. Friends of mine started messaging me saying, "Hey, did you get passes?" Yeah, I did. It's like, dude, like you're so lucky. He says, "Well, I get my media passes anyways. Hopefully, so if I get those confirmed, I will sell to you my passes at face value." So, right, right, right. Um, for, for for friends of mine who missed the Twitter feed or missed the announcement, yeah, yeah, they were able to buy a pass off me and still come to PAX and enjoy it. So. Well, I mean, my, listen, I, it's okay with me if you sell your pass or give your pass to a friend. I, what I don't like is if you fucking print out passes that are not real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit, that pass is yours. Like, you can do, you can, you can put it in the toaster. A, it's all just a safety issue, not yeah. a, you don't want Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's purely about fire marshal. Fire marshal stuff and yeah. foot traffic and safety and, like, human safety. I don't give a shit what you do with a pass that you buy. I, you never. That's not even a conversation for me. Um, but I feel like we learned some. I feel like we learned some. And take some heat. And th th they might be able to take some heat off of the the, the bulk of tickets. That's super cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're actually we're a really small media outlet. And Is it just you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's this is the media outlet. Okay. Uh, is. An idea, a suggestion uh, for the small outlets. We had no idea, honestly. It was one of those. Uh, we're so small. Very good. It's a bird. Yeah. No, we were so small. We didn't know at all. I mean, if there was any chance we'd be there. Is there going to be maybe a better, more clear cut? This is exactly what you need to even bother applying. Because I know on the website it was it was a little, a little bit. I don't know what the what the requirements yeah, were. Just, I mean, I get, the, I get, well, they, I, they give me I, this I, pass. I, I don't know. I think they're. It's, pretty, I, it's fairly clear. clear. You have. Yeah. I'm honestly, I might have missed it. That you be a commercial um, media outlet, and that you be a professional. You know, that you be a working journalist. Right. Yeah. Right. The business card. Let the site have a business license. Yeah, the business license, the articles. Yeah. Business license for media outlets. They did make. 
we did make exceptions for that. Yeah, yeah. If it, this is this is the reality is that we, is that you know we have people who any time that there's this crack or you have a concern, we have people whose job it literally is to answer that question for you. Yeah. Like it's totally okay. You're not bothering us. Just drop drop us a mail if you were curious about anything like that. I mean, the, the purpose of those rules is not to keep out people who who want to cover packs. That's not that is not the purpose of those rules. That's just like it's like a limbo style bar that we simply ask you to shimmy beneath. You know what I mean? Like the purpose of that rule is not to keep you out, but but we have to we have to have something out there, even if it's nominal. You know what I mean? So I can just you know open up a WordPress. Well, I mean the rea the, the reality is that is that I mean I, I fake tons of credentials. I mean I know all about it. Just fake well. <laughs> That's all we ask. Oh man, there's no reason I should have been able to get into E3 ever. I, I printed, all, I got like seven, eight of my friends in making up imaginary bylines and typing up. I designed fake uh, business cards. Yeah, I mean, speaking from experience, my second pack, I was, I was still in freelance, and you know, it was just me. There was reviews, and yeah. bullshit articles, and I was scared, you know, crap work. I was like. I've got a business card makeup. I haven't printed them. Here's my articles. They're like, yeah, here you go. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You, you. Everybody starts there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Happy up here. Everyone starts to bottom. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell people about this medium? That's sufficient for me. <laughs> the companies are really nice to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're small, they still yeah. treat you really well. Well, especially here, like I mean, it's because they know that everyone. Wants, I mean, this is this is their favorite show too. They 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 want to talk to people who want to be here. You know what I mean? Like the, the, there there is a, a very very solid dialogue that goes on at this show between all three of the primary parties. So yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, um, I have to apologize in advance because this is getting away from PAX and it's more sort of serious business touchy-feely stuff. And that is, um, one of the things I've always appreciated about PAX is sort of the, the strong sort of, I guess, uh, culture of anti-harassment. Like not only from the, uh, not only from the enforcers, but from the panels. You know, there's like three panels on anti-harassment mm -hmm. and I think that's great. At the same time, I've lost track of how many people I've talked to who feel that it's hypocritical of Penny Arcade to offer that because of the whole dick wolves thing. And, <laughs> and to a lesser extent, maybe the, the ocean marketing thing. That they sort of feel like, well, you know, Penny Arcade fans ran amok during this time and, you know, actively harassed in that really harmful way. And it, it kind of got cut off a little bit to, like, not, not soon enough. So my question, I suppose, is, um, Sort of Do I feel like a hypocrite? <laughs> well, that's actually not my question, although you're welcome to answer it. Um, but I guess my question is, A, um, how do you, like, how would you like to be the changing force in, you know, our culture to sort of, you know, push forward sort of the idea of not, you know, don't be a dick when there's kind of that bit of baggage that people are right, that's the, that's the wrong question. I don't want to be the changing force in our culture. I am a dick. But, <laughs> but... I can I can make a space that is where people who who can do that can come and do that thing just because I can't do it I still respect it and the idea that I am all one thing or all another that you know because I'm also a jerk means that I can never do anything good 
Like, that's ridiculous, you know. I mean, we created PAX to be a safe place for people who love video games to come and, and be a part of that community. It, it, I can do that, too. <laughs> like, um, and I guess the sort of second part of that question uh, is if that particular incident happened again, like, what would you have done differently? Or Absolutely nothing. Honestly, I wouldn't have pulled the Dick Wolf shirt. I feel like I caved in, and I shouldn't have. I mean, that's not the answer that they want to hear, you know, but I, <clears throat> we, we are going to offend people, and as soon as you, as soon as you start trying to figure out if what you're doing is going to offend someone, it just fucking kills your creativity. We had the hardest time making strips after that. Everything we wrote, we thought, oh my god, is this going to piss somebody off? And it just fucking kills you if what you do is make things. Um, yeah, and it's, it's complete paralysis. And that's, that's what I regret the most. I, I mean, it pisses me off when people say that they wouldn't come to PAX because of something that I said or that I did, you know, and, and I even saw some stuff, you know, on, on Twitter this weekend where people, after the Australian... Was it on fire? It was on fire. After the Australian announcement, that somebody said PAX is a virus that is spreading. And I was walking through tabletop, like, looking at all these people playing games, and, and you can't come here and think that. Like, regardless of how I behave on the Internet, which is, is admittedly bad sometimes, that's not PAX, you know? It, it, it really makes me angry. You guys have grown a community, and for anyone who thinks otherwise, it's their fault for being ignorant towards that. Like, no. Since I came to PAX in 06, I have never found a place I've belonged more than being here yeah. for this yeah. many weeks. So, That's what we want to make, I'm yeah. I'm serious for creating this, being, creating this form that I can come to and just be myself for three weekend and have the best damn weekend of my entire year, every year. But, but it's, Thank that's, you. That's just a, that, is a very, that is a very strange position. And it's, it's, not a, it's not a position that has any kind of dialogue in it. It is a position that comes from an answer and then purports to create a dialogue. So in such a case where we made a comic two years ago that was offensive to some people, should we never try to create a place where a dialogue can occur? Well, uh, just, just to clarify, from what I understand, the, the reaction was less about the comic itself and more about your reaction, well, not just your reaction to the reaction, but also the fans' reaction to the reaction, because, you know, there were rape threats going on, there were death threats going on. Yes, but I don't do that, and I received rape and death threats, too, for the same reason. Do you, do you imagine for a moment that I did not receive rape and death threats? They seem to think you wouldn't. They are wrong. The reason they think they wouldn't, the reason they think I wouldn't, is because they are concerned primarily, not with creating a dialogue, but with winning an argument. The direct quote, over and over again, is maybe he should get raped so that he would understand what it's like. That's a rape threat. Period. What if his wife were raped? What if his children were raped? Are we finished? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of. 
in that same vein, I remember last year we talked about making packs, uh, or at least having a section of packs that was really like family friendly or kid friendly. That might be hypocritical. I don't know. But I mean, is that something that's still kind of in your head? Absolutely. Have a section that's really. I saw a lot more kids. I think this year than they have in previous years. Marvel booths, especially, like they're really kid friendly. Yeah. So like, there was an area where there was a bunch of you know games that are you know the Nintendo area, the handheld Pokemon, Marvel stuff. You know, it might be pretty attractive. Yeah, I mean, we do what we can here. The problem is we just don't have space to dedicate, you know, to... We don't have kids. space at all. Yeah. I think that something like that is probably more likely in East. Okay. Um, and then once it happens, I think that we'll be compelled to create a space for it. You know what I mean? Like, once it happens at all and we see how much people appreciate it, then... Because, I mean, our, our, our kids are coming to PAX. You know, I mean, they they want to come, and I would love it if there was a space for them to for them to play games and stuff like that. Obviously, you can bring them to tabletop and stuff like that. Yeah. But if it was a family place, like you might meet other parents, right? And then you know, meet meet people for your kids to play with. Like it would be a very different environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of panels do a really good job of that. I mean, we saw a lot of kids um, at the workshop panel with uh, the um, Warhammer 40K. They were doing their little right. Yeah, fun. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they did a really good job of being, I think, family friendly. Already, right. but it's just kind of spread out. You see pockets of it, yeah, so it'd yeah. be interesting. I mean, we're we're both parents. We both have two kids of our own, so that's definitely something that we think about all the time. You know. Several times in the conversations we've hit on, we're out of space in Seattle, right? Yeah. In Seattle. As much as it would suck to move this to not your hometown. I mean, we've talked about it, but briefly, there's really, you know, the places you could go are San Diego and San Diego and San Diego, right? That's all. If you want to stay on the West Coast, yeah. that's the only place you could go, and that, you know, they've already got their convention and their convention culture down there, and, and like you said, it's my hometown. Like we live here. I, I like having it in Seattle. Yeah, that's got a, a, a pride aspect. But I mean, this this facility is set to be renovated. You know what I mean? Like, my understanding is that the Washington State Convention Center is set for expansion. And that would be an incredible boon for yeah. the yeah. convention. They're going to drop fiber. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fiber, fiber should burrow up. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just, just those little things that they ever do. The, uh, and what would some of the main convention holders, you know, people like Cove here? Yes, pull raw glass. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we have time for a couple more, like two more, maybe? You guys earlier mentioned um, wanting to do some video stuff and mm -hmm. uh, maybe hiring an outside company. Um, but honestly, you can probably find enough people in the community that are technology, you know, savvy and forceful yeah. that would love to probably do that for you for free as volunteers as long as you have the internet. There. Yeah, I mean, for us, a big part of it is the back end. It, is, it isn't. It isn't the. It isn't the like the technology power or the people power to get everything filmed. It's how does all of this stuff filter into an existing back end where we, can where we can provide it all in an archived way, right? I mean, for me, it's more about the UI and the user experience as opposed to being able to collect it all. Because there's independent PAX DVDs that are made every year that people are creating. Like, it isn't about the content. For me, it's about is there a way to just, is there a way to create something and turn and flip a switch, right? and make it so that people can actually get to it and enjoy it all. Because right now, you can probably go to YouTube and find a bunch of stuff. But I, I, want, I want to have, I mean, I want to have Erica 
just kill it on a site design okay. and make it like and make it like an experience. Like you can travel through all that video content. You, you know what I mean? You can make a site design, and even if that YouTube can still make revenue off. Sure. Because, you know, with enough revenue sharing, you can probably even talk to some guys from Google and get a little bit more out of them than normal. I mean, Robert. Um, yeah, <laughs> he could turn the screws. Like I say, I mean, the, the desire is there, and I, I think that I think that right now it's just about trying to find a way to to get all that stuff and compress it into a single thing that we can just hand out. Because if you would be interested in, as I'm, I'm representing the community, DVD, yeah, we have a backlog. Sure. Sure. Tons. Yeah, we should we should talk to Robert. Is is, is everything categorized and yeah. all right? So, yeah. I remember a couple years ago we brought you the the, full the set. set yeah. yeah, yeah, the spindle. <laughs> we will, we would definitely bring it up to Robert. Yeah, that's a must. I was gonna say go back to the uh, the DV model because I packed uh, four or five, not six, because you also stage seven yeah. and eight. Mm -hmm. You had the DV collection, uh, which is mainly all the main theater mm -hmm. um, panels and that kind of stuff. Maybe sell, you know, for five bucks you can buy a, a DVD of all the stream, like like Louis C.K. style, like just have the five bucks and say, here you go. Yeah. yeah. Or even offer people the option of like buying archival DVDs of like all <coughs> in certain theaters. So one DVD for this theater, one DVD for that, or so sure. on is the potential option. See who bites. Yeah. No, there's lots of cool plans. I, I think that's our. That's our time. I think yeah. that's our time this morning. Uh, enjoy the rest. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next year.